All right. So I just I just ate some good soup. Mm-hmm. And we're starting a new episode of the podcast. We're getting back into it. For the record, this is like halfway through a conversation. For the record, I feel like an hour and a half is like maybe the ideal form. Hour 15 seems too short. Like hour hour and a half, hour 45. So I've received some critiques about our podcast saying that, oh, I'm never going to listen to anything that's longer than like an hour-ish. Which I think um, is dumb. Glenda doesn't like that. I can kind of see why. Like long, I I like I don't know if any of you listeners are familiar with the Robcast, but like they he keeps his episodes pretty much around like the forty five minute mark, and I kind of like that because I can listen to it in a brief sitting. But I feel like also for this podcast we talk a lot and yeah, and it kind of needs to be a little people, bit longer. People come for the conversation, and if they don't, then why are they here? It's true. People come to hear us talk shit. True. Uh, I wish I could tell some of my um, going out stories on the podcast, but my mom <laughs> listens to this, and it would not shit. be good. Oof. Occasionally, I and like people from her school, they're wow. gonna think I'm an absolute degen. I really hope my family doesn't know that this exists because I feel like they <laughs> would disown me. I just had a flashback to like my first quote unquote dating experience. Where, mm. like, not only did I not tell my family, I didn't tell anyone, any one of my friends who, like, might know or talk to my family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that is, uh, yeah, you know, I haven't really had too many full-on dating experiences to tell my family, so. That's fair. You know, I think there's one thing, if there is one lesson I've taken from the last eight months at Western, and I've learned a lot. I yeah. have to say, I've learned a lot. And now yeah. that I'm through my second Mostly semester, which is... Well, I have learned a lot about Milton. I've also learned a lot about Canadian literature. And yeah. quite honestly, I think I might be a postmodernist somehow. Yeah. Um, I mean, aren't but, we all postmodernists, really? If that's what I'm learning, is literally everything is postmodern in some way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if there's one thing to take away. It's just that girls aren't into me. <laughs> Welcome back to 3040 Vision, or as we like to call it, the Sad Boy Cast. Uh-huh, what's uh, that line from College Kids? Hold on, I'm looking it up. Don't get excited, she'll say no without a doubt, you see, and I've decided oh, yeah. college girls just won't go out with me. Pretty. And they make me nervous and they always catch me <laughs> off my guard. Like cell phone service, I drop out because college is too hard. <laughs> Okay, that's about perfect. That, that that about sums me up to a T. Except I didn't drop out, but I, you know what? What a good verse. You know, I feel like Matt Teeson and I have a lot in common. Uh, I also have codependent tendencies that I've realized over the last bit. And that's not good. Yeah, yeah. I Don't Need a Soul has become a very important song. Dude, I love that song so much. <laughs> It just summarizes a lot of what I go through on a regular basis. Right? Anyway, so Glenda and I both had COVID. At this <laughs> Did time. we have it? Okay, this is the intro. Like, do we have an intro for this? Yeah, that's episode? our intro. This is a great, great introduction. Uh-huh. I had COVID back when when I recorded the last episode. Yeah. That was right when I was getting over COVID. Yeah. I think I literally tested negative that day. Yeah. Um. So I had spent that week with COVID. I still have a bit of a cough. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been like a month. Yeah. And now. Um, but like, yeah, it's been a month now. But 
Yeah, so with COVID, you know, for me, it really wasn't that bad, to be completely honest. I lucked yeah. out. I thought it was allergies for a while. And yeah. then really the worst thing I had was the cough. Yeah. Other than that, it was just congestion. So yeah, it was it was like a pretty mild cold for me. Mm-hmm. And and now, now it's switched and I'm mm-hmm. just getting over COVID. Yep, yep. I mean, it, it's such a like lame story, which is sad. Like... I so I wake up last Monday, not this Monday, the Monday before, and I'm I have that thing where like my throat is a little scratchy, and I'm like, mm-hmm. if I drink enough water, this will go away. Oh, like yeah. I I feel like I think that every single time, and it's yep. never actually correct. Yep. And I'm like, if I just drink enough water, this will go away. And so I kind of went about my day. I had plans for that day. I went through with my plans. Um, I. Like, I didn't even think it was allergies or anything. I just thought I had a sore throat. Yeah. And I'm kind of halfway through the day. I'm like, this isn't going away. This is probably something. Um, and maybe, like, starting to feel bad that evening. I wake up the next morning, and I am out of it. It's so... Being sick is so weird, because you never remember feeling sick. You just remember that you were sick. Yeah. Um, and so I, like, I don't even, I don't even know what, but I, I, I know like Tuesday, like all of Tuesday, I'm just in bed. Basically Mm -hmm. it feels like allergies, mostly like I have a lot of sinuses and I've got like, um, what's it called? Frick, like post nasal, whatever, something like that. Post nasal drip. Yeah. And so I'm just, I'm mostly just like spitting it out into the sink or a garbage can. Mm -hmm. Um, and just feeling not fun. So I'm doing that for most of the day, um, taking taking cold meds, all these different things. And I'm like, I think this is allergies. Because I looked it up and like, basically post-nasal trip, they're like, it's probably not COVID. Don't assume that it's COVID because you have this. And so I'm like, okay, so I don't have COVID. Excellent. Cool. Whatever. Wednesday, I spend most of it in bed. I wake up eventually and, like, make some food and whatever. Um, And I don't see my roommate at all during, like, these three or four days. Mm -hmm. Kind of just, like, by coincidence, but partly out of planning. I just, like, am not seeing or talking to anybody. Um, Yeah. Thursday, finally, we have, like, one COVID test in the house. So Thursday, finally, I'm like, I'll take this, um, but I don't think it's COVID. And so I take the test, and it is COVID. <laughs> um, and at yep. this point, I'm like, damn it. Because so that weekend, like so many things were happening that weekend. Um, I think like a week before, I'd found out that Calgary Expo was happening that weekend. Mm. Um, and so I went around trying to like find out who would be interested in going. And finally talked to like some camp people none of whom had been to a, like a Comic-Con before. Mm-hmm. And so they spend the whole week asking me questions and they're getting really excited about going. And halfway through, I'm like, I can't go. Like, oh yeah. Like I have COVID. I'm not going to be able to go to this. So they all go without me. That sucks. That Saturday also, there's like a big Awaken like fix up thing, which mm-hmm. I really wanted to go to because I wanted to get like some of the tech sorted out and everything. And I like, I couldn't go to that. Um, yep. And there's like an awakened potluck on Sunday that I also couldn't like all of these different things. Mind you, by Friday, by Friday, it's just sinuses. Like I I'm up around walking. 
I think like at some point over the weekend, I stopped taking because I'd been taking like two two pills like every four or five hours or whatever, mm-hmm. and was just totally out of my mind. Um, like two days in a row, I was trying to make a meal and just dumped hot pepper flakes all over the meal instead of like sprinkling God. it in. And I'm like, I'm so done. So I just like stopped taking them at a certain point, except at night. Cause I'm like, I'm fine. It's just sinuses, but I also can't go out and do anything. Cause I do have COVID. Yeah. And that was, that was kind of last week. I just spent the whole time playing like Mario Kart and Stardew Valley. Honestly, it's a way to do it. Right. It was like for for once this year, I was happy that I don't have any obligations to be anywhere or do anything because I'm like, I actually don't have to stress out about anything. I can just exist. That was kind of it. Like at this point, I'm basically over it. It's kind of coming and going, but like, I haven't I haven't been able. I, I again, we only had one COVID test in the house, and I forgot to ask to get other COVID tests, but. I'm like I'm like done with it basically. Yeah. Like, no, you're definitely you're out of it. But yeah, fine. like it's been eleven days, I think. With yeah, today no, and I'm definitely. like, whatever, it's okay. Yeah, our experiences were in some ways very similar, but my problem is I don't actually know when my symptoms first started. Yeah, because I woke up on the so the week prior I had gone to a couple parties. Um, and then on that Monday, I woke up with a bit of a scratchy throat. Yeah. Now, it's not entirely unusual for me because I get yeah. allergies, and it was just starting, right. things were starting to bloom outside. Oh, yeah. So I, I do want to add, sorry, because part of part of the other reason I, I was like, yeah, this is allergies. Um, 2019, I also like had allergies spring up just before Calgary Expo um, yeah. to the point where like, I suffered it out and I went to Calgary Expo with like allergies still basically. Yeah. And I was kind of a mess. I was like on drugs. I had like, I was so stuffed up and it, it like, you just would not do that now. Like you, you would have, at the very least wear a mask if you were to do that today. And I yeah. didn't because that was just not a thing that happened. And not only that, but like that same day, like the Wednesday or Thursday or whatever, I had a Facebook memory from like five or six years ago when I was in high, no, it was like seven or eight years ago when I was in high school. Um, that was also like, oh, I have allergies before doing the super thing. So I'm like, I definitely have allergies right now. And yet. Yeah. See, with mine, I get post nasal drip year round. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of used to it. And sometimes it'll get worse and it'll just agitate my throat. Right. That's what it felt like. Um, yeah. And I'm like, this isn't a sore throat because when I drink orange juice, I'm fine. And when I drink water, it actually does feel better. Yeah. Like, so I went out, I went to like the seeps on Tuesday for bingo night. I went to the Reliant K concert on that Thursday. Yeah. And then it was that Thursday night when I got back that my nose started getting congested. And then on that Friday, I was feeling a little bit rough. So I went and I got some antihistamines and they seemed to work. Yeah. So I went out. I went out again that night, went to like Cowboys, which is, uh, I'm not going to explain it. (laughs) And then it was, I found out on the Monday that everyone I'd been hanging out with was feeling sick, but they were all testing negative for COVID. So I'm like, I probably have nothing to worry about. I feel a little bit, by that point, by that Monday, I was pretty congested, but that was still about it. 
Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, uh, I find out through a text that my brother has tested positive for COVID who lives in Calgary. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll take a test just for fun. Mm-hmm. Go when I get a test, I take it. And I'd been joking with, with my roommates. I'm like, there's no way it's going to come back positive, but wouldn't it be funny? Yeah. And then it comes back positive. And I'm like, how in the world, how long have I had it? Did it yeah. start when the symptoms changed on the Friday when I started getting congested or did I have it the whole time? Right. But the thing is, if I'd, if I'd had it the whole time, how did Jake, my roommate, not get it? Because I was constantly talking to him. I met right. up with so many different people that didn't have it. So, like, I don't know when exactly. I don't know if the first few days really were allergies and then it changed to COVID. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. But the only thing I will say it would be weird if I had had COVID for like eight days and then suddenly developed a cough. Cause I got the yeah. cough on the Tuesday after I tested. Tuesday See, I, I didn't, I had the cough for like one day, maybe like I, I had it a little bit at night, but that was it. Yeah. I had, I had, had it pretty bad at night for a solid five or six days. Yikes. And then it's still his kind of, it's comes and goes. Mm. Um, it's a lot better now. I mean, you remember that when we recorded that podcast, I do remember I was, that. I was hacking away. Um, but it's a lot better now, but yeah. And so in some ways I feel a little irresponsible, but I actually just didn't know the rapid tests were as available as they were. So I was yeah. just kind of moving on with my life. Cause it wasn't, right? I assumed that if I got COVID, it would have been a little bit worse than just what felt like seasonal allergies. Yeah. Uh, but I was wrong. And here we are. We've both had it. Yeah. Pretty well. A lot of people we know have had it. Yeah. And I'm really, the other thing that makes me curious because I definitely, like, I, ha- I got tested, so I definitely had it this time um, post-booster shot. Yeah. And I'm still curious, uh, like, I feel like, like, I-, I still don't know for sure if what I had in January was COVID or not. It very possibly could have ha- could have been, and that was pre-booster shot and was dramatically different. Yeah. Because um, it was, like, only serious symptoms, all these different things. Yeah. Which is just interesting to me. Like, I don't know. Yeah, It's, just uh, it's one of those things you'll never know. Yeah. It's like when I got sick at, at the end of February 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right when COVID was just starting. Yeah. And I had all this weird symptoms that would have fit COVID. Stuff. But had the toe stuff. I had double pink eye. I had, obviously, the fever and sore throat and yeah. coughing and all that. That was, I will say, the coughing this time reminded me a lot of the coughing from when I was sick in February. Interesting. Like it was very similar. I just remember being kept up all night, not being able to sleep because it was just constant. Yikes. Um, and it sucked. So that that was the worst part for me. But I mean, all in all, we both had very mild cases, I have oh, to yeah. say. Like my brother had it worse. He actually yeah. had a fever. Yeah. Um, but eh, now it's over. I mean, we might get it again someday, but we, we both made it out all right. And yeah, so that's our COVID stories. Yay. Woot. We're done. <laughs> We've had it. So yeah, what what is so what is your plan now? What is my plan now? That is a very good question. That's actually quite relevant. Cause so last, I have no bloody idea. Yeah, because last I talked, or last we talked, and like basically what I've been saying to people was kind of what you said to me a couple months ago was like, hmm. um, you're getting to know a bunch of people in Ontario, and so you might stick yep. around over there. And that sounds like well, that's no longer the case. <laughs> Well, this is a good segue to talk about <laughs> friendships and my living situation. So, 
here are my my two options right now. I, I don't have a job. Yeah. I kind of need a job. Yeah. Um, I'm unemployed. I'm balding unemployed, and I'm about to be living with my parents for the next two weeks. So uh, that hit me mm. up, ladies. Um, <laughs> uh, so I need to get a job. And right now, regarding living situation, I've got two options. I can move to Toronto. I have the option of living with my roommate, Alyssa, and renting out from her for a pretty reasonable deal considering Toronto real estate prices or rental prices, I should say. Um, Having said that, I could move back to Calgary, pay less, and live by myself. Yeah. Which is an intriguing option. Um, So... Like, I'm kind of torn because the reasons I wanted to be in Toronto uh, were friendships that may or may not actually be a thing. Yeah. Um. So it would be at this point, I'd be moving to Toronto if it the people I would know would be Cam, who's going to be working a full time job. And like, we might yeah. be going out on the weekends and it would be like Alyssa. And that would yeah. be it. Now, I'm a little worried about living with Alyssa. Purely because of the power dynamic of living with a landlord who's also your friend. Interesting. And that makes me nervous. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I worry that, like, if there's any personal issues that could bleed into my living situation, right? Right. And I really don't want that to happen. Yeah. Um, But, like, I doubt it would, I doubt it would happen. But it is something that I do want to take seriously if I do sure. decide to move in with Alyssa. Because, like, I don't want us to have like a little uh, spat or like an argument or yeah. something. And then it bleeds into like, Oh, you, you can't live here anymore. Kind of thing. Right. That is what I'm trying to avoid. Yeah. Um, not that that would ever happen again. I, it's just, but it's something that you have to be aware of when you're moving in that kind of situation yeah. or there is a, a power dynamic that's not equal. So I could do that. I could go back to Calgary and I could pay less rent, get an apartment to myself and go from there yeah and i mean i i know still know some people in calgary yeah (laughs) still do i mean most most of you all are married but you know true there's there is glendon so and uh so i am i'm considering it i'm I'm seriously considering both options one of the big things about living in Toronto was like I thought i was going to be able to have friends that i would maybe do things with regularly yeah because most of my friends are it's actually very funny to me because I remember at Awaken. Yeah. I never quite felt that I fit in because everyone is a little bit older, but more so that everyone has is either married or has like a family they're starting. Yeah. At least that was the case when I was attending yeah, Awaken. I, feel I think like it's different now. It is different now. You should come and hang out. That would be interesting. I, I think I will when I come back. Do it. Um, so that is a significant um that that was a that was how I was feeling. And it was nothing against I love Nikayla. Nikayla's mm-hmm. great and she tried to make me feel welcome but it's just the demographic at that time was young married couples really yeah and though now apparently that's changed but it's very funny now the people that i've have been hanging out with are younger than me and are still in that undergrad let's party nonstop and go to house parties and like i'm not really that like i like going out that sounds so exhausting to me yeah It, it it really is exhausting um, the thing is, I like going out to like a, a bar or a pub yeah. and like, let's drink a bit and maybe go to another, but like, I am not, a, I'm too old for house parties. Like right? I'm not, I'm not 
that young anymore like, and it's not it's really a, not my scene. thing and we'll do a thing <laughs> it's very funny because i want to with these people i want to hang out and talk and get to know them and like do things with them because i want to spend time with them yeah but and they just like, want to drink let's just drink or let's just go out and and party or or let's go with a big group of people and then i'm like i am yeah. always super uncomfortable in large groups yeah so i'm just gonna end up on the sidelines while back in in calgary it's like if anyone does anything, it's going to be like a board game night, Yeah. <laughs> which no offense, but like, I would rather go out and like, sure. I do still want to go out to the pub and, and whatnot. Like mm-hmm. I, I want to balance though. I want yeah. nights where I can do the board games. I want nights where I can go out and get a little bit hammered. Yeah. Um, And right now I'm stuck between both because Extremes. in Calgary, it's primarily yeah. going to be people who are settled down and are more inclined to. Yeah, we might have a couple bevs, but like it's gonna be we're gonna play board games, which is nice. I like that, but mm-hmm. that's all we'll do, and that'll be once every like couple weeks at most. Yeah. While in Toronto, it's gonna be like, oh crap, I'm gonna be going out every Friday or every Saturday. Yeah. And that's too much for me. Like it's just that's so much. So it's just I feel a big imbalance, and I'm gonna end up unsatisfied either way. But, um. I don't know. I'm open to either option at this point. Um, yeah. I do think I have to let Alyssa know fairly soon what my decision is officially. Yeah. But I, I just would like a little bit more time to talk to like my parents and talk to some of you guys back in Calgary about it. Yeah. And see where that goes. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I had going segueing to like a discussion about friendships. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had made what I thought were some pretty decent friendships here and, in, in london um with people who would be living in toronto next uh come september or even this summer yeah um but um without going into detail because i don't want to throw anyone under the bus i don't know Mm -hmm. who's gonna listen to this podcast but like um the friendships haven't how would i i just i don't substantial i would even go so far as to say that it's just like I want more than what is being offered. Yeah. And in in my eyes, like I would view them as close friends, but in their eyes, I'm just another guy at, at Western. Let's put it yeah. that way. Yeah. Um, that's not to say like I've been invited to things and, you know, I've had, I'm grateful for the things I've gone to and I have ha- had a lot of fun and a lot of good experiences. But um, there have been some examples where it turns out I've, been used so that people could get closer to to other people that I know. Yeah. Um I've been lied to multiple times about different things and yeah, quite honestly it feels like more often than not I'm kind of like the afterthought or the pity invite. Mhm. At these things and sometimes when I go like I'm not the people that I am there to hang out with don't even talk to me. So like and that's just the nature of the, of the situation. So it's it's not it's not great, and I think again I have some of these codependent tendencies that have come out yeah. with some of these friendships, and I think that has been unhealthy for me as well. So, and it's not to say like I still value these people, but I just I don't think they value me. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's as simple as that, um, and that's okay. Like, part of the problem is, and we've talked about this I think before, but like yeah. my central mindset has always been I'm worried that I'm going to be a burden. Yeah. And now it's actually kind of the case. Oh, no. And I'm like, yeah, that, well, that will destroy you. Um, yeah, it hasn't. It's been hard. 
and there's also been a, a heartbreak element to it as well that I'm not going to go into on the podcast, but like I've been going through a little bit of it. Um, and it's just, it's been a hard, uh, it's been a hard time this semester at times. Um, I mean, we talked about my mental health issues on the last episode for my project. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but, um, so yeah, it's been a little, it's, it's been difficult at times, but it's just sometimes you just got to accept that some people just don't like you or just don't care that much about you. Yeah. And that's, you have to be okay with that. But the problem, the big problem is I'm still very much like, I have feelings for these people and like, I would still like to hang out with these people, but Mm. I have to get over that fact because it's just not, it's not equal. It's not uh, coterminous. Is that the term? I don't know. Yeah. It's not, it's not even, they don't, they don't feel the same way. And, um, there's, there's nothing I can do about that. Maybe I should have like, and I keep uh, my problems. I always overthink and I keep thinking, should I have done something differently? Should I have said something more? Should I have put more effort in? But really I've put a lot of effort in. Yeah. And and I, I don't think if this was a healthy friendship, if like, mm -hmm. if you had a lot of healthy friendships, you wouldn't be asking those questions. That's exactly like, you know, one friendship I can say that's healthy, me and Cam. Yeah, Cam seems It's great. not complicated. We go out for drinks, and that's about it. Like, we will talk, we'll have heart-to-hearts, but it's nothing we don't... It's, it's so simple. Yeah. It's just a simple hanging out with each other. It's no drama, no complications. Um, And with some of these other people, it just seems like it's all drama all the time. Yeah. And one thing Cam does is he always makes me feel included when we do things. or And he's he's good at that. Um, but sometimes with this other group, I, I just feel left out. And it just makes me feel like shit. And I know it's not intentional, I don't think. But it, it's just the nature of being one of a lot of people in a large friend group. That you're only barely a part of because you were pity invited to things. <laughs> that's That's my situation. So it's like... I was really dead set on Toronto until this last week. Um, and it's made me really reconsider a lot of things. I yeah. said, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do, but you know, I think of Rob Bell recently released a podcast called floating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had no idea what it was going to be about, but I, I threw it on when I drove out to, I drove out to the beach just last Sunday to try to clear my head. It's suddenly Rob Bell is giving this analogy of just, okay, so you're on the river and you're going tubing. And you start out with some people and sometimes you might float away and you might come, come back to them or, or sometimes you might just end up on a different part of the river and you might link up with some other people and, and maybe mm. those people don't work out, you don't like them. Maybe they try to flip you off your tube mm. and and you you got to let them go and you keep floating on. Yeah. And when obviously he's referring to he, the analogy was about friendships and i'm like yeah. oh this is really relevant yeah every once in a while I, I bet rob bell is in a situation where he's like friends with someone and then they say <laughs> you know what farewell rob bell you know what I, I don't think i i think it might be the case man <laughs> but it, it's just it, it was it really struck me and that he's right that we're all kind of just floating along this river and we don't really control who or who we run into and when yeah. And sometimes yeah. you have friendships, like sometimes you might be floating with someone for a long time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you might be floating with someone for a few well, minutes, or I guess in the case of the larger analogy, like months. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you've got to realize that 
friends don't if they're if they're not treating you like a friend if they're not being positive if they're not supporting you if they're not yeah treating you like you think you should be treated or if they're using you for their own means like it's it's not a good it's not a good friendship and you have yeah. to what you can do is be grateful for the time you've had and then float on and and let them go but it's a lot easier to say that than to actually right? do it like yeah. I know floating sounds like an easy analogy but like when you're trying to cling to these things <sighs> it's more like treading water yeah it's some days well, that's when you get flipped off your tube, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I was talking to OC. I, mm. I was saying, like, before the podcast, I was talking to OC the other day. And she, like, just kind of talking about a couple of different things. And she was like, like, no offense, but I think a lot of your, like, I, I feel like a lot of your Ambrose friends are, like, kind of shitty friends. <laughs> and it, like, it made me, like, stop yeah. and, and think and reflect. Because it's like, yeah, a lot of these people I haven't, kept up with for various means but also a lot of these people are super busy and and living life um which is the same excuse i've always used right and it's it's so hard i'm like there are people i want to single out but then i'm like you might actually listen to this episode but like people yeah, no, who are doing do that. right people are doing like five different things and like yeah you're like you feel bad because it's like you're not making time for me but also you understand and and, and it's like the reason Ambrose is so weird for me is because I'm like, I went through my life. I moved around all of my life until like middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really connect with anyone in high school. And Ambrose yeah. was like some of the first deep friendships I was making. Yeah. Um, and so for me, that was like really, really special and unique. And I, I just don't think that was true for everybody. Yeah. Um, like I think, I think um, in my fir- third year, I was an RA, and we had like our RA team, and we were talking to like Julian Herb and and Catherine, and like this team who are all going through all of the same things because we were all RAs, and that was like so special for me, and I, I thought I got like really close to all of those people, mm-hmm. and then kind of after that year, everyone went their different ways, and nobody talked to each other. I was like yeah what and and to the point i i ran into caleb froze the other day Mm. um he was at one of my like easter family things because he was like dating he's dating my brother-in-law's cousin oh which is so weird yes um and like he had a haircut and he had like clothes on and like like i did not recognize him um like, he looked like a completely different person. So we didn't recognize him for the first bit. And I felt kind of bad about that. And then we got talking, and we were like, yeah, we know each other from Ambrose. We were on, like, he was on the RA team with me. And he was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's right. Like, he had just totally forgotten that that happened. Yeah. And that was such a, like, people are different. People, yeah, things mean different things to other people. And that's so yeah. strange. Yeah, no, that is that's exactly what I've been learning, to be completely honest. And one thing, you know, last summer, I kind of regret because I made a blog post uh, talking right. about friendships. Right. And you like called out people or something. like I, that. I didn't I didn't explicitly call out anyone, but I right. didn't. It was more so the who I didn't mention in the post sure. is really what got me in trouble, sure. actually. Um, and I regret how I went about that because the friends that I have in Calgary are good friends. Yeah. 
and they don't treat me like a burden and they don't treat me like yeah i'm i'm an afterthought yeah we don't get to hang out all the time or we didn't last summer and i was i will say that i was i think justified in being upset that i only got to see some of my friends like two or three times an entire summer before i was leaving for a year right yeah and I, I was I was sad, and I think it's okay to feel sad about that. Yeah. But at the same time, I I know that they don't see me as like just an afterthought or yeah. as just like they someone to well. use. They they actually mean like they actually care, and I yeah. know that. Yeah. Um. And I regret how I went about that. Uh, though it did end up evolving into a good conversation with some people, but like yeah. I do. Um, it's a very different comparing my friends in calgary like you guys yeah um you listeners <laughs> you listeners um, who genuinely like i know genuinely care versus yeah. some of the people that i've thought were my friends here yeah that actually just don't seem to care at all yeah um or at least beyond the bare minimum i should i should put it that way i don't think again it's not a malicious thing it's not like they actually dislike me i think it's just apathy some of them might. like maybe some of them might <laughs> but for the most part i think it's more apathy and just yeah having so many other things going on like so many of their own friends that i'm just i'm just that guy who who yeah. they kind of met at, at school but that's almost worse i don't know and worse than being actively hated yeah yeah because they just don't you know, think I, I about think so. you. You're just not a consideration in their life. Yeah, yeah, that is. Oh, that's. Yeah, it does feel kind of shitty. Let's be honest. Some of these friends I didn't even make in my program. I'm just going to put that out there. Like some right. of these people I'm referring to, that is both a disclaimer so that no one can actually point to any specific person. <laughs> and it's also true. Um, Like, I, I like if you think you know who I'm talking about, you're probably wrong. I'll just put it that way. And even though there's again, a very slim chance of anyone in London listening to this episode of this podcast, but like yeah. at the same time, like it's just I've 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 gone through it, had a bit of a, a tough time with some people, and you know what? It is what it is, and it'll just help me make my decisions better. But you know, at the end of the day, like I am very grateful for some of the like a lot of the experiences I've had here. Mm-hmm. I've been brought out of my shell. I've done a lot of things that I never yeah. thought I would do. I have been to St. Patrick's Day parties out in the street i've spent that was the biggest thing <laughs> yeah that was the biggest thing i've spent too much time at bars and pubs i've i've met some cool people and i've i've done some cool things and i've uh i really have enjoyed my time but it also has just come with the fact that these friendships were very temporary and that i valued these people a lot more than they valued me and that's probably because they just have more people in their life that they already know and, and care about so or maybe i'm just a piece of shit who knows yeah i don't it, it's so hard because it that is sort of a place that you come to it's like is there something wrong with me yeah am i the problem yeah. am i the one to blame i don't know and maybe maybe i'm sure i could have done things better i mean let's be honest we all could have yeah i'm not perfect um, but at the same time, if people actually cared, then I wouldn't be here worrying about this right now. Right. Yeah. Conversations would have been had. But like to put it in perspective, this is my last week in London for a while, like a solid two weeks after this. And then a lot of people are leaving who I would have been who I'm friends with. Mm-hmm. And um, 
no one's really reached out. Yeah. Except for Cam. In, in the last few days, like, nothing's been planned, nothing... I haven't, and I'm 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 not reaching out to some people because I just I, that's what I always do, and then I I end up basically inviting myself to things, which is yeah, like I, I guess I get to go, but like I don't want to. If that if I'm such a low priority that people can't even reach out to say anything, right? Before potentially I don't see you for however many months. Yeah, like. Then, then, then I know where I stand, and that is what it is. Um, yeah. And again, and there are some people that I will be seeing in the summer, and there's some people where I'm just not that close to. Like, uh, there's a lot of people in my English program where yeah. I wouldn't say I'm like specifically close to his friends, but I'd still love to grab a beer, and yeah. I'm sure we'll do that when I get back in a few weeks. But I know some of the PhD students who I'm friends with are studying for comp, so they're hammering right now. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I'm sure, like, it's not. There's some a lot of it isn't personal and i'm not upset at people who are who i barely know that i or i don't know that as well that are i haven't reached out like it is it's totally fine but at the same time like you want people to make an effort yeah i i think like i'll 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 get i'll get this thing and maybe it's just a self-conscious thing but people Mm. are like oh yeah like you can come over anytime or whatever and it's like no like I'm not going to just invite myself to your house. Yep. Let's make a plan and yep. plan for something because like I'm the same way. You can say that but that doesn't actually mean anything. Yep. Um especially yep. like if you've demonstrated yourself to be so busy that we can't actually plan for anything. Yep. Yep. And like or like hey yeah you can come and join us anytime but not tell me when or where things are happening. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> right? Like it's like it, it feels hollow. Um, it well, well intentioned, sure, but hollow. And like, I'm, I'm not gonna go to hang out with a big group of people to hang out with a big group of people. I'm going to hang out with you. Yeah. Like you, imaginary person, or or some yeah. whatever, whatever listener. friend, you the listener. We're gonna form some parasocial relationships here. <laughs> oh yikes! You know, I think there's at least one that's been formed from this podcast. Yeah, like I, I just I I'm more of like a let's hang out and do things in a smaller group so that I can actually talk and get to know you and like spend time. Like yeah. I'm a quality time person. That's my love yeah. language. I'm not a let's go and hang out with like a group of 10, 20 people and like yeah. I'll I'll try my best and I will and I and these people like I will say like I'll, everyone I've met here has been a good person. Mm-hmm. Like they've been cool people. No issues with them, but I also just barely know a lot of them. Yeah. And the people that I do know just don't put me as much of a priority as I put them in in yeah. my eyes. So, um, but like I'm still, I'm just, and that's just hard. Like with social anxiety, it's really hard when you're in a big group setting, and the few people you know are the ones that are already like ingrained in the group, so they're talking to everyone, and you're yeah. just like, uh, I'm gonna try my best to make a little conversation here and there, but I'm gonna stutter, and I'm yeah. my mind's not gonna work that well, and so it's a really stressful situation, and it makes me, it makes me really nervous, and yeah. then I freak out, and I get an anxiety attack, and then I'm like, I don't want to be here anymore, Bye. and so like unless I'm drinking, I guess that that helps to uh, ease the nerves, <laughs> but yeah, so it's just. Like and uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm I am again. I'm grateful for what I've experienced, and that's what uh, that's the mindset I'm trying to go into this with. Mm-hmm. But I'm also just oh, God. I hate that I still have such strong feelings for some of these people. Yeah, because it makes it really hard to 
to move on. Yeah, especially when you're like, you know that they have nothing for you. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's clear as day. It's clear as day. That's rough. Um. So, but, you know, um. yeah, it, it has been, I've never been through this before. I will say, this is a first for me. Yeah. I've never really, uh, usually if, if I have a friendship that fizzles out, it's just like a natural time yeah. fizzling. Um, it's never really uh, a big, not to say this is a big thing, but like it, usually it's just a natural over time. You just talk to someone less because mm-hmm. of distance or whatever. Right. This is like more of a, well, it turns out that I don't think people actually care about me the way I thought they did. Yeah. Like I think, I think about like any friends that I have from Manitoba and I have, mm-hmm no personal ill will towards any of them yeah like at most a lot of them have beliefs that i think are shitty but like Mm -hmm. i there are nothing there's nothing against any of those people individually where i'm like ah whatever it's just it's been six years since i've lived there and so we've stopped talking regularly but yeah compare that to like i don't know i have a couple people who I just do not speak to because of Mm -hmm. like things have happened and it sucks. It's rough, especially because I have no control over it. No, exactly. And like, I, I'm not quite, there's only one individual where I've ever, I think ended a friendship over a fight. Yeah. I don't know what happened, man, but like, we just, we were pretty close for like, you talked to me a little bit about this, didn't you? potentially uh, I, I think i told you some of it but like basically yeah. one time like he went on internship and we ended up having a discussion about like john piper or something yeah and he was defending john piper and defending complementarianism uh. and arguing against women being in leadership roles and i'm like jesus christ man like i i i like you a lot but this is yeah. like we literally both have mutual friends who are in this program yeah who are like pastors or are going to be pastors like like i I think i specifically name dropped maddie and rachel yeah like people who specifically or or even dion was uh, as well like and so like i'm like we know so many people that are intending or at least have this degree or want to be in a leadership role and like you're you're talking like this like do not realize how that could be damaging to people yeah and I think the fact that this happened over a Facebook message is just really yeah. bad. And I wish it wouldn't have happened like that. But then after that, he kind of stopped reaching out. I know he was busy. And then I stopped mm-hmm. reaching out. And then COVID hit. And we just have never reconnected. And I feel yeah. like I genuinely like I genuinely like him. And we mm-hmm. spent a lot of time together. But um, he just he's completely hasn't reached out at all. And. I assume we just kind of would never go back after that. So that's the only time a friendship I've had has ever been kind of ended by an argument. Yeah. Um, and I hope it stays that I don't like ending friendships no, on it bad terms. Sucks. Like the the one I, I think I talked about the one friendship that I had that was like similar. Like I I genuinely think if we had like met up and had a face to face conversation, we would still be friends. But because it was yeah. entirely over like Messenger, um, yep. and it's she, easy to dehumanize. Yeah, it, it's so easy to de- to dehumanize, and it's so easy to misunderstand. Yes. And oh. like I, I look back because uh, like I, I found this out years after we stopped being friends that apparently she thought I had been flirting with her. Oh, okay, um, and I was like, no, you could have just asked me that, and I would have told you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. And it's like, it, it, it's so, it's so dumb. Yeah. I hate the miscommunication elements to it. I, maybe, maybe I'll reach out or maybe you can reach out. I yeah. don't know, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind at least seeing where he's at. Cause I just, yeah. I'm just, uh, here's, you know what my big problem is? I am a s- shitty judge of character. Sure. <laughs> because I always, I just want to, for two reasons. One, I just want everyone to like me. Yeah. And two, yeah. I just, I, I try to see the good in people, even when they're not good people. And yeah. it's put me, the, usually it, it doesn't result in bad situations, but man, it's kind of shafted me this semester a little bit. Yeah. And I, I, I still, I still, like, my tendency is like, no, they have a valid reason for this, or no, there's a reason, like, I try yeah. to justify things on other people's behalf because, no, they can't be a bad person, but sometimes people sometimes- are just yeah shitty and sometimes they don't even know it right and so they don't even know it. and i like and, and in that case but there's nothing i can really do yeah like i can i can try to be there but and i want to be there but yeah. sometimes it just it is what it is and they'll just have to go through a journey of self-discovery to figure it out and like i do I, yeah i so i'm trying to be trying to be better yeah, to I quote I, Toby McGuire. I had a conversation with one guy a while ago who was like, <clears throat> like his like best friend or whatever. Over the course mm-hmm. of like three or four years, had like basically stopped talking to him, mm-hmm. and he would try to reach out, and his friend would be like, like was like at like had started university and was making other friends and was like getting involved in the program and all these different mm-hmm. things, and I'm like buddy i you you just need to like disconnect from this guy because they like i don't think it's malicious like maybe it's partly malicious and maybe Mm -hmm. partly they are being a shitty person but i don't think they're trying to or even realize that they're doing that they're just moving on and you also need to do that and he's like how dare you ask that he's like i'm sorry that's just the truth yeah no it it really and it, but it really does it sucks like it is yeah. so hard because you've at least for me when i have these codependent tendencies yeah you put your value in these people's arms really or in their hands yeah and so like i don't know i've spent a lot of time being like i want to do this so that i can hang out with them and so that they can see me in this light um and i want them to like me so i i will do these things and really like that's really unhealthy. Yeah. Like, and you've got to, you got to, you really, you have to care about yourself for yourself. Yeah. And not rely on other people to contribute that value because yeah. that's how you get to these unhealthy attachments where yeah. I'm, that's where I've kind of been at. And yeah. It's really, and it's really hard, really hard to move on when you still yeah. think about, man, but I still want to do this with that person or I want right. to do that with this person. And the reality is they don't think about you. They don't want to do these things with you. Yeah. Um, and you have to find yourself away from that. Yeah. Um, and it's, and keep on floating. Yeah. And I think it's, it's really hard when you're in that hole. Cause like, this is a thing that I come back to every now and then of like, yes, you need to like love yourself, all these different things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but like, I'm the person I think is the least reliable for that information. 
like yeah like not in a i don't don't know it's like i i want other people to be able to confirm for me that i have value because like my base assumption is that i don't um yeah and so it's hard to build that up to be like no yeah like you intuitively know well and i'm honestly pretty similar and that's why i like with these friendships that have not gone quite as i expected part of the problem is just they don't make me feel like i have value yeah um and they don't i don't get what i'm needing from from these um and that's in some ways it's not their fault that i am that way yeah um but at the same time also in a friendship people need to know that and like if you actually want to be friends those those are things you need to like talk about and know and like treat the other person accordingly so like friendship like it is it is a two-way street but yeah if you feel like it's always only a one way then get out you might you might be going down the wrong path there and yeah. you need to turn around yeah yeah and honestly i again I, i'm gonna end with the rob bell metaphor for this section just mm. that when you're on we're all in this river we're all floating along and we're all doing the best we can and yeah. sometimes you just need to f- try to float your way to different people but really ultimately you're not in as much control as you want to be no absolutely like i in this conversation that i had with oc and it's mostly just i think a lot of self-reflection was like realizing i moved around all of my life i spent all this time in manitoba didn't really make i made some good friendships in manitoba and there are some yeah. people who i still talk to including i keep forgetting that drew listens to this podcast so he might he might be there in which case hi drew we still talk we <laughs> hang out um this is not about you <laughs> um like there are there are still some people who i talk to from manitoba not a mm-hmm. lot um like less than half a dozen i would say yeah and then there are all these connections i made at ambrose but now like that period is over i've been graduated for a year Mm-hmm. Um, and there are people I talk to and there are people I don't talk to. And I hope there are people who I will like come to talk to again, um, who like, as we all get settled down in life, will like reach out and rebuild some of those connections. Mm-hmm. I would love that. Um, but right now it's kind of like that has transitioned and now I'm doing like the awaken thing. And I have like all of yeah. these connections I'm building through that. And like, I, yep. I, I didn't really choose any of this. Yeah. Like at no point did I wake up and think like I'm going to stop talking to like ninety mm-hmm. percent of the people I know from Manitoba. It was yeah. just like, okay, here are the people I want to keep up with. Here are the people um, who, if they reach out, I would get back to them. And then here are mm-hmm. the people that I really have no interest in talking to right now. Yeah. And, 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 and like again, that wasn't like a mental thing that I sat down and figured out. It was just no. like that's how life happened. happened. I didn't decide to you know do all these different things it just it happens and you have to like make Mm -hmm. the most of what's there and also not grasp it too tightly because who knows what's next well exactly and like i can say like again i'm grateful for a lot of the people i've met at western or through this like my roommates like jake and Alyssa, or yeah or, or cam who i've met through them and like there are still lots of people in the english program i'm not going to name specifically but like that i'm grateful that i've met and that i appreciate being friends with and like even the people that i've met here in london that like i might uh, have uh, might the relationship might not be as healthy as it should be i'm still open like if, mm-hmm. if we end up floating along similar paths in the future like 
I'm and they reach out and that's important and they reach out and not me. Yeah. Then I'm I'm 100% open to it, but it just in some ways it's kind of beyond my control, but I just I want to I still want to treat this with an openness rather than a just throw me to the side of the river and leave me to drown. Yeah. Like there's that's that's really all we can do. You can approach it with openness or or with closeness. And sometimes you need to close yourself off to some people. Yeah, that's important. But a lot of times it's okay to be open to to re-exploring friendships that maybe you think or that maybe have fallen off or that you've moved to different places or yeah that things have have not been great. But it could it could work out. Yeah. Um. And I'm always open to that. Yeah. And I'm I'm really excited. I'm in a month. Basically, in a month, mm. I move. I'm gonna be. I don't know if I told you. I'm moving to Bowness. Um, okay, that makes a lot of sense, right? Um, and like, I'm going to be closer to all of those people, and also mm-hmm. just like, even like, I'm gonna be basically across the street from Logan and Dion, which is oh wow, sick, right? Like, that's really cool. Um, like that road takes a bend, and I'm like down that bend. Um, but even like like Maddie and David, I'll be closer to like Matt and mm-hmm. Haley. I I'll be technically closer to like Ambrose. I'll be closer to yeah. And so I'm hoping oh, that yeah. I'm hoping that changes things a little bit for me. Um, I think you, proximity is important, to be right? Because like the the place we're at now, six one seven, it's good. Yep. Um, but it I, is very far. It's very far. It's very. It feels weirdly isolated. Yep. Which it shouldn't, but like, yeah, I'm I'm excited to be closer to people. No, six seventeen. It holds a lot of memories, man. Yeah, it's um some good, some bad. That's fair. It's really. It doesn't feel like I've been here for a year. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, to be fair, you were gone for a good portion of the beginning. I was gone for like four months or two months. Um, yeah, and and then it was because I moved there, and it was you and Matt, and then. I was gone for, and then like Matt Earl, yeah. So so Matt was gone, and then I was gone, and then I came back, and you were gone. Yeah, yep. it was a really it was a, it was a big thing. It was a weird four months. Yeah, and then we had a couple interviews with some people. That was fun. Man, what was that one guy's name? James. Something? I don't. I don't remember his name, but I remember his cane. <laughs> I do. I will never forget that guy. That was, could you imagine living with him? Man. That would have been so. I I wonder what he's up to right now. That was that was an interview. Like, I, I, again, a dude who you know, I if if he was like if we were going to the same like school or something, totally would be friends with him. Absolutely. Um, what a uh, don't want to live with him. Yeah, it has been honestly the last couple years have been quite the whirlwind. I mean. I I moved out to six seventeen with Ethan and Matt, and then suddenly it was all over the place and COVID, and then I'm in London, yeah, and all of that happened. And I turned into an alcoholic. I'm joking. I'm not actually an alcoholic. Yeah, you were you were that beforehand. Um, I just you know I did down a bottle of wine by myself on that a few nights ago, but like yeah, um, <clears throat> it was a Moscato. It was nice. It was cheap. There you go. It sometimes it just feels like. Everything's happening really fast. Everything is happening really fast. I feel like 2022 has been so bad for that. Like, how is it already yep. almost May? It's crazy. It the, This this past semester has been really strange. And I feel like I haven't... 
I feel like nothing's happened. And for me, I feel like so much has happened. Yeah. And I've just been at the heart of a lot of it. And, yeah. You know, sometimes when you get to the heart of things, you find out that it's really nothing. Yeah. Like a hole in a bagel. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps an everything bagel. An everything bagel. We put everything on a bagel. And that's our segue. I was trying really hard there. Man. Sometimes it feels like it's just everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> everything. I didn't see. I did. I couldn't do that. I thought about it and I'm like, uh. Uh, anyway, you saw a, that what, movie. What a perfect like title, though. Just a gr- it's a great title. It's so good. What a good movie. I need to watch it again. Um, because I watched it as I was beginning to get sick. Um, yeah, you're and probably so out of it. I was kind of out of it, which is a weird way to watch that movie. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that movie's like maximalism. Um, I would and, love to watch that movie high. <laughs> oh, it would be incredible. Um. And so, like, I was super, like, I loved the movie, but I was also kind of weirdly detached from it. Yeah. Um, I want to watch it again. It. I did. I, mean, I did I, cry through the second half, though. Yeah, I was. I went into that movie after spending a day at the beach, listening to that Rob Bell podcast, and just kind of being an emotional wreck going in after oh. the week I'd had. Oh. And then at first, honestly, at the beginning all the characters were pissing me off except for um michelle yeah or yo yeah her her character i'm like you know what i can kind of relate everybody she's just trying to get her shit done everyone's pissing her off and i'm like everyone's annoying me and then i slowly like once i started to open up a bit i'm like okay yeah i can see where this is going and i will say though like the silliness of the action Mm -hmm. early on it started. It started to get a little bit tiresome until you hit part two. Yeah, like by are... the end of the first part, I was starting to get like, okay, let's let's move no, it. No, I agree. I think like it was starting to lose me right in the middle. Like, yeah. so just some of like the the sausage hand stuff and a couple of other things. Yep. I was like, why are we doing this? What is yep. happening? And then it just all kind of begins falling into place. And then I'm like, the silliness was the point the whole yeah. time. And then I'm just like, oh, I'm a, I'm a wreck. Yeah. And I, I loved, my favorite thing was at the end of the movie, we, we all walk out. I'm basically an emotional mess. Yeah. And I'm just trying not to cry in front of other people walking out. And then I hear these four guys who are sitting next to me. They must have been undergrads in English or yeah. philosophy or something. They're like, man, you know, I, I th- th- there were so many images there and... I just didn't get the metaphor of the sausage fingers, but I'm sure there's something there. And I'm like, I think you guys missed the point. I think you missed the point. Oh. The, the insanity, the ridiculousness, that was the point. Right? Oh. Um, it was, oh man, and just, it was, it just, it got to the heart of a lot of like, it, it went into like a non-dual yeah kind of direction there yeah with like when they became the rocks and i'm like oh yeah oh no i'm gonna i'm gonna be a mess i see why michael gunger said this is his favorite movie of all time no that doesn't surprise me 
considering Michael Gunger's whole thing is being silly and also non-duality, it, it basically is his yeah. vision in film. And it's also like, I, I said this on Twitter, because um, Daniel Kwan, one of the directors, I, I saw an interview mm. with him where he talks about like being raised evangelical and like moving out mm. of it and then reflecting. And I'm like, I feel like all of the best evangelical art is being made by ex-evangelicals. Because yep. like oh. the whole the whole idea of like, you think because I'm kind, it means I'm naive and maybe I am, mm-hmm. but it's strategic and necessary. This is how I fight by being yep. kind and like love and goodness being an active, yep. potent force against like apathy and despair. Mm-hmm. So sick. Oh, you know what? My, I think my favorite part of that movie was when um, oh, I don't remember the main character's name. Um, uh, I have the letterbox open. Um, Evelyn. Yeah. Evelyn. Okay, so when she's going up the stairs trying to get to her daughter, and she's helping all these people instead of like fighting them. Yes. And then I'm like, I'm like, okay, this is beautiful, but also, okay, come on, she's doing a little bit too much saving work here. It's a little cheesy. And then it all fell apart. And I'm like, they're addressing it. That is not just going to be a perfect. You can't just save everyone Mm. immediately. And then, like, there is contradiction inherent to that. Yeah. And I'm like, they actually, I'm surprised because it would have been so easy to just have her save these people, make their lives better, and then move up, up the ladder. Mm-hmm. Instead, things still fell apart. Yeah. And she had to go back and, and go back and do it again. And that's the whole point. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. it really gets to the, you know, the whole Peter Rollins contradiction at the heart of being. The yeah. Lacanian lack is definitely present in that movie, oh. just as much as a non-duality. It was like, it was a perfect amal- perfect amalgamation of like, my interest in non-duality yeah. but also the lacanian lack and like the contradiction yeah. it like like and and i've seen people I, talk about because it's kind of like so some people talking talking about like an like a uh a celebration of nihilism or whatever and i'm like it is and it isn't it, like, exactly like it is there's a sense of like nothing matters and there's beauty in yep. that but also a sense of like everything matters everything we do has like value in it um, as we the idea of humans as meaning makers yeah that's that's it's it's very like it's basically peter rollins like the idolatry of god and like yeah trying to deal with like the death of god and like this doesn't this doesn't work anymore but you still once that dies you have the ability to make your own meaning freely you don't have yeah. to you're not stuck you're not trapped and i i, I kind of i think that's what part of what the movie was getting at yeah and it was just I I have never seen a movie that so perfectly embodies so many of my like different yeah. beliefs and and experiences. It was just it had me. It, it really that second half there was it was it's so me good. trying not to just ball in the movie. Theater. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like the whole again, even the mother daughter relationship. It's so at good. the end. The way it was solved was also not perfect. No, like. Evelyn was just like, yeah, you know, I kind of don't like a lot of these things about you, yeah. but I'm still here, and that yeah. means something. And I'm like, yeah. oh. Also, like, it, like the the whole the the concept of this movie, like the core idea of like you are the hero of the story because mm. you are, are such a screw up and you yeah. actually aren't good at yeah. anything, yeah. and that gives you value. Oh, it just. <laughs> It's it's a celebration of imperfection. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah, that's that's what the movie is. And oh, it, <laughs> I it might be my favorite movie of all time, but I hesitate because there's a few up right. there. 
but it, it, it's so hard to like jump the gun like that but it's so good it was just one of those movies that just actually changed each in some ways changed my life but also just forced me to like think about a lot of these things yeah. and, and see them in ways that i wouldn't never have seen them before it was just oh and just so much beauty and also so much darkness and yeah. intertwined yeah the the fact so the the googly eyes are yeah the, oh it, man not, not only oh. are like they're just a cool visual but they're also like the inverse of the everything bagel oh that's a good point because i didn't ever, think about that right I, I somebody else pointed this out to me and it's it's so brilliant and like simple when, <laughs> the climax of the googly eyes being on everything and like was it Wayman? Was that his name? Yeah, 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 yeah. And his Short whole round. like, and and then Evelyn utilizing the googly eyes and putting him on the rock. I just oh man, yeah, I, I lost it. That was just it, like at first I'm like when they showed the googly eyes at the very beginning of the movie, I'm like this seems so pointless. And then by the end, re reusing that like that yes. foreshadowing, yeah, because you kind of forget about the googly eyes for a good you, portion. You of the really movie. do. It was just, it was brilliant storytelling. And also, the fact that they made me care about sausage fingers and that <laughs> whole relationship, that somehow that looked beautiful. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. Also, um, so I, I don't know how to say his name. Kehoi Kwan, something like that. Like the guy who plays mm. Waymond. Mm. He, because he was in Indiana Jones, he was short round and he was in The Goonies. He was, sh- he was short round. Oh, Jesus. And he hasn't done anything for like 20 or 30 years. And then he comes back in this movie and is incredible. Man, it was my relationship with him. At first, he was so he annoyed me. I'm not going to lie. He was just so over the top, like happy and trying to make things work. But then by the end, I'm just like, oh, I get it. He's like all these characters just go through their own journeys in this movie. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's so it's so good. And. I just I just don't think I've seen a movie do it better than that. The like, fact, it, like the what one of the like the most like emotional core scenes of this movie mm. is rocks speaking to each other with <laughs> subtitles and it's dead silent and everyone oh, is no. so locked in. Well, like I'm sitting there trying not to cry again. Right? But yeah. But just like like the fact that at least the theater I went to, and I've heard this from a couple other like Everyone yeah. is so locked in, focused on like these two rocks talking to oh. each other through subtitles, and it's incredible. Like the silence, there it's pin drop silent. At least it's in the so silent. Island. Yeah, like people are just like, "What is happening?" But also, like, I feel like unless you have some knowledge of of either non duality or something, mm-hmm. that is so much more confusing. Maybe, maybe because for me that made so much sense, and I'm like, yeah. "Oh, this is <laughs> this this is it right here." We're all just a part of the universe in different forms. Uh, uh, and I just, uh, I don't know, there's so much. And like the the daughter's experience with depression yeah. and her relationship oh. with her, like it was just portrayed oh. so well. Yeah. And the scene where her, her grandpa like accepts her, yeah. her, uh, her, her girlfriend. Yeah. Um, that also was just, uh, oh. Uh. Like I felt really bad for for the daughter for most of the movie mm-hmm. because like it's relatable. Yeah. Um, cause, cause she is kind of like one of those classic like sort of Gen Z millennial sort of like in yeah. between like definitely like stuck has nothing to do and no place to go and this leads her to like 
this just existential anxiety, which I think is very relatable right now. Um, oh, yep. Yep. And the fact and that, that, yeah, the movie is just like dealing with that sort of like thing that I think a lot of people are in right now. And the fact that her mom is also dealing with the same thing. Mm-hmm. Just in a very different way. Yeah. And like, it's because we're all dealing, like, we all have to deal with this. We're all dealing with the fact that meaning has ceased to. It's a postmodern film. Let's be honest. Yeah. It's a post. It's as postmodern Absolutely. as it gets. Absolutely. I wish I had seen it before I got to write my paper because it is uh, literally dealing with the fact that there is no central meaning anymore. Yeah, and the characters are trying to deal with that. There's some weird time, and time is non-linear. You get to some non-dual self. It is. I would. I want to write a paper specifically. I might email Allison and just be like, Allison, you got to see this movie. It is as postmodern as it gets. Yeah, because it is just. I. I it needs it needs some scholarly work done on it because it, and it will like I've I've never like and I I mean I wrote a paper on midnight in Paris being postmodern and it does definitely is postmodern elements but this is like specifically postmodern with the interest yeah. of centering the marginalized yeah um and, and midnight in Paris doesn't do that <laughs> no it's a Woody Allen film <laughs> yeah and it's still like there's postmodern elements. But I'm going to be honest, there's, like, what, one person of color in the entire movie? Yeah. Like, it's a great film, but this is just, it's uh, it's so powerful. Yeah, it's incredible. And it's, uh, I mean, like you said before, like, it's so amazing to me that you can have this movie, which is so powerful and so potent, but it's also so deeply silly. Like there, there's a fight oh. over like butt plugs yep. in this movie. Um, yeah, well, it was. <laughs> I think it was dildos, but <clears throat> well, both, both, both are oh, in play. Oh, there were butt. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was picturing the. I'm like, part of me was like, oh, I need to tell my parents to see this movie. Then right? I'm like, ah. <laughs> right? How would they react if there's a dildo fight? I mm. had the same thought. Um, is it? Uh, but and the fact that the Russo brothers produced this, right? I was just Insane. like, excuse me, what? That was the thing that that blew my mind the most. Yeah, because I'm just I did not expect this to have such big names attached to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, I love the fact that when when uh, this is a spoiler, so obviously mm. we kind of spoiled a lot of it already, but like. Um, when Evelyn dies in the movie, um, oh, yeah. at least kind of dies, and then the movie the movie ends. Yeah, like, the, and there's like a was, credit roll. Yeah, and then she's so in the great. theater. Because the whole I the people to my right were like, "Wait, what? The, what's happening?" They were so confused, and I'm like, oh, "This has to be a." I was so again, locked postmodern, in. so yeah. postmodern, and I I love that sort of thing. I was just like totally screwing with like structure and expectations and. Uh, what I, I, delight. I've just never, I, I might like the more I talk about it, the more I'm just like, yeah, this is probably my favorite movie of all time because I just can't, I can't picture a movie overtaking it. Yeah. It's really impressive. Like, and just so unexpected because I'd heard like nothing about this movie until I saw oh. a few people tweet about it. Yeah. And then Michael Gunger saying like, this is my favorite movie of all time. And yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I've got to see this. See, I, I've been seeing all of the people I follow on like film Twitter talking about this for like a, a solid month or so leading up. Yeah. I was like, what is this thing? What is this? 
I was so I'm not gonna lie, I was so confused for the first bit. Like yeah. when it got time travel and actually like sci fi. Did you, did you not like, know it was like a multiverse movie? I, I had an Amazing. idea, but I thought it was I thought it was gonna be more like she was gonna go through and live different lives. Sure. Yeah. Which didn't really happen until later. Yeah, no. Um, that's what I thought was gonna be more of the focus, not actual like sci fi we're gonna try to save the world kind of thing. And the fact like the first ten minutes of this are just like pretty basic, like <laughs> um like low level okay she runs like a laundromat she has to like go check get yep. checked for eviction and then all of a sudden it's like by the way time travel it's like, like wait so unexpected happening? i uh, there's just so so much that i could probably say but i feel like we've all we've said a lot of the key points but it's just yeah it, it it's just such a good movie it's so good so it's much so better good. than it probably had any right to be to be completely right? honest it is out of nowhere just probably probably the best movie i saw people saying it's the best movie of the 21st century and i mean i can't deny it it's it's pretty good i'm sure you could put up an argument against it but but if you argue that the last jedi is better i I thought about doing that as a joke i don't think i'll do that it's so it's so hard there are so many good movies that are out there it's true yeah so that's that's uh that's everything yeah that's everywhere all at once all in one podcast all in one podcast that's what 30 40 visions about baby that's what i'm titling this episode yeah do it i aspire to be able to write something like that film yeah when it comes down to it you know you get covid you have friends you lose friends you find out about yourself and then you end up as rocks (laughs) yep it happens it happens to the best of us that is that's just life yeah it comes at you and you just gotta float along and try to figure things out as you go and enjoy enjoy the little things because that's what it's all about enjoy the movies that come out float on float on have you been watching moon knight oh do we have time to talk about moon knight i i don't know if like we'll have a whole conversation i'm just curious I have been watching it. I'm caught up. Probably cool. my favorite Marvel show outside of I, Shield. I've been so back and forth. Um, like this last episode was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought it was really good. And it really won me back. Because I loved the first episode. And then every episode since then, I've been kind of like, I don't know if it's just because I've been like busy or sick or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I've kind of been like, I've I've not been super engaged with it, which is weird because this is entirely like my shit. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't know why I don't love it more. The last episode was really, really good though. So I'm hoping they end yeah. it strong. No, it's probably, I like it because it has nothing to do with most Marvel things. That is really nice. Like it is very detached and I kind of appreciate that. Yeah. And also is... like Oscar Isaac has been phenomenal. Oscar Isaac is so good. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't want to talk about too much just because I haven't yeah. seen the final episode yet, which I'm sure will influence things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is, yeah, it's, I just, it's been a very different, it's, it reminds me more of like an, a mummy or like Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. Then like, yeah. did you watch Legion? Cause Legion? if you, I, I, I only watched the first season. If you like this, you should watch Legion because Legion is, um, it came out on FX or something like that. And it was like a quote unquote X-Men show, but it basically had yeah. nothing to do with the X-Men. It's about, um, it's pretty similar in the sense that like there there's um i don't know you probably don't know about like um 
this one character whose whole like his mutant ability is like he has mm. multiple like multiple personalities and they all have different abilities and okay. the first episode of is just him in a mental hospital and you have no idea what's real or not gotcha yeah i have to i'll maybe check that out but i i i'm i'm probably going to stick with my usuals for the time being because I keep telling people I'm going to watch shows and I just don't do it. Yeah, shows are so hard to watch, I find. It's just it's, it's so much time. and But yeah, anyway, um, we're coming up to like an hour and a half. So yeah, well, thanks everyone for listening to another episode. Somehow we're actually starting a new season. Didn't actually intend for that to happen. But thanks to the, the project for Thoreau. Uh, turns out I kind of figured out how to edit podcasts again. Cool. And uh, we'll be continuing this, I think. I don't know how long the season will be, but... Yeah, well, especially if you're in town again for stuff. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to record anything, though. Mm. Because I won't have any of my stuff. Yeah, that's fair. But we'll be chatting for sure. I'll be in town for two weeks. Cool. And, uh, yeah, so thanks for listening, everyone. Um, be sure to leave a comment or like or whatever you do with yeah, podcasts. So long, Toronto. So long, Toronto. Um, so long, Toronto. <laughs> I don't remember. Hello, Chicago. Good night, Seattle. Good night, Seattle. Good night, Seattle. Um, Why is it not Hello, Seattle? Why didn't we make it an Owl City reference? I think I guess... because Good Night, Seattle is a Fraser reference. I, you're, you are correct. Um... That's just funny to me. We should have good night and hello, Seattle. But... Yeah. Also, I don't listen to Owl City. I only listen to that song. So, I've listened to a lot of Owl City. So, you know, <clears throat> great, great stuff. Um, uh, look for beauty in little things. Find your own meaning. Um, Everything, everywhere, all at once. Float on, boys. Everything bagel. Eat the everything bagel. I'm kind of hungry. Do you think? Do you think Knives Out Two will have Daniel Craig talking about an everything bagel? I'm just. I think. I think that's where I'm gonna.